0: The racism here pushes Turkish people or people from Turkey into finding some kind of security in supporting Erdogan.
1: Angela Merkel said she thinks multiculturalism in Germany is that.
2: I'm like, so what? I am that or what? It may come as a surprise that Berlin boasts the biggest group of Turks anywhere in the world outside of Turkey. According to some, it's the birthplace of the döner kebab. And their culture is felt throughout the capital. There are Turkish markets selling fresh produce, and mosques towering high in neighborhoods like Kreuzberg and Wedding. You're likely to hear Turkish, or the unique German version of it, anywhere you go around the city. In
3: fact, Germany's home to some 3 million people of Turkish descent. They've had a significant presence here for decades, but it's been an uneasy relationship, marked by questions of integration,
2: particularly where it's failed. Perhaps even more surprising is that Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan's increasingly authoritarian regime finds a lot of support among this group living in a model European democracy. He even tried to campaign here ahead of the constitutional referendum granting him sweeping powers in 2017.
3: And the Turkish community voted for him in droves. Or at least, that's what the German papers say. But is it a fair rep?
2: In today's episode, we're looking at Erdogan's standing in Germany amid stormy relations between Ankara and Berlin. After an attempted coup in 2016, the Turkish leader jailed more than 100,000 people, including journalists, judges, and civil servants. He also imprisoned about a dozen people with German citizenship, further souring ties with Berlin. His power grab dashed Western hopes of a model secular Muslim democracy with a moderate leader.
3: But Turkey's an essential gatekeeper for migrants from the Middle East, trying to reach the European Union. And Turkey wants economic aid from Germany. European Union leaders welcomed Turkey's offer to take back migrants who cross into Europe from its soil in exchange for more aid during a summit in Brussels on Monday. So the unhappy union continues.
2: Germany is angry about Turkey's human rights record. The ties between Berlin and Ankara are at the breaking point after the detention of German human rights activist
0: Peter Steutner a German citizen and human rights activist detained in Turkey. He and five other activists, including the director of Amnesty International Turkey, have been held since July the 5th.
2: Berlin has issued a travel advisory to its citizens visiting Turkey, warning it could not guarantee their safety. And Turkey says Germany harbors terrorists who helped plan the attempted coup.
3: For many Germans, the fact that Turks in their country would side with Erdogan is proof that integration has failed.
2: But is it true that most of the Turkish community is backing him and his increasingly authoritarian regime, or are the headlines misleading?
0: We can only speculate about the number, I think, because only half of the people living here have the right to vote, and then uh, not all of them go voting in Turkey. So we can only speculate. We don't know about the other people, uh, what they would do or who would they support in their private life.
2: Birçin Tetik, a journalist and editor for Tats Gazette. She says that reports that the Turkish community is so pro-Erdogan aren't backed up by the numbers.
3: Isil Nargis agrees. She's a journalist focusing on migration and politics, including the Turkish diaspora.
1: The thing why people support Erdogan is mostly because he was really the first Turkish politician to see those people abroad, this massive Mm -hmm. Turkish diaspora. He was the first person to address them, to say guys, you're out there, you're part of me. And now you must see that mostly those people were suffering of integrating or being allowed to integrate, for Mm. example, to Germany and being seen as part of Germany. Do you think that's genuine? Or do you think that's him thinking, fantastic, I've got, you know, 1.5 million potential
3: votes in Germany?
1: Yeah, he's a smart uh, politician. He's a populist. He knows how to mobilize people to vote. And of course, he plays into that emotional game. What's very, interesting is, of course, the German media system and German politics are also kind of supporting his populist way of doing politics, because whenever there are elections coming up or major political decisions coming up in Germany, the right wing parties or the conservative parties would always bring up, you know, things like migrant rights, dual citizenship, or like, is Germany becoming... Islamized.
2: They play off the fears of Turkish immigration to try and make their own case as populist groups, and that plays right into Erdogan's hands.
1: And Erdogan is doing the same, but only the other way around, you know. Mm. So those people are kind of the play ball of, (laughs) of populists on this and the other side of the Bosporus.
3: The arrival of some one million migrants that German Chancellor Angela Merkel welcomed in 2015 reignited the debate about what it means to be German.
2: But Turks in Germany are nothing new. Many of them are the second or even third generation descendants of the guest workers who came to Germany in the 50s and 60s. After the Second World War, Germany needed people power to help rebuild. It began a Gastarbeiter, or guest worker, program to bring in workers from southern European countries like the former Yugoslavia, Italy, Greece, and Turkey. And the idea was that they would come on short-term contracts and then go home. What the Germans didn't expect was that these people would want to stay and bring their families.
0: Germany has a long history of hating us. So immediately you're categorized as this Turkish person who wants to invade their country. And it's not just like the very openly racist people that think that, but you always... Even if it's not openly said to your face, you always sense this attitude that you don't really belong or you're not good enough for this country.
2: The Turkish community has been in Germany for decades. So why is it such a hotly contested topic today?
0: One example is the
3: Mesut Ozil story. Ozil is a midfielder who plays for Arsenal and he was a player on the German national team.
0: attacked it. Ozil! Back from Mesut Ozil.
3: He's a huge star with a huge following. Last year, he posted a photo of himself with President Erdogan. People in Germany flipped out, and some politicians questioned his loyalty to democratic values.
2: In the backlash that followed, he quit the German national team. He said, I am a German when we win, but I am an immigrant when we lose. I used to wear the German shirt with such pride and excitement but now I don't.
1: It was a real, very emotional moment. You know, I'm not really interested in soccer and I'm really also not a fan of Mesut (laughs) Özil. But when I read that, I was like, he's just you know, talking right off my heart. Yes, everything he's saying is so true, you know. Exactly. We all are carrying around this massive pressure. And it was for the first time that that role model that he is in some way because he made it, although he he's from Turkish origin, yeah, spoke out everything that everybody was thinking about. There was this movement called hashtag me The number two,
2: not the women's movement. No,
1: not the women's movement, but inspired of the women's movement, where people started to tell their their personal um, stories facing racism in their daily life in Germany. So
3: that very public, very famous example is Mm. basically something that most Turks living in Germany, Mm. from Turkish descent,
2: you Mm. know, really can relate to. Yeah, I would totally agree. What was it like for you growing up in Austria? The
1: the thing is, like right from the beginning. I always knew, you know, I'm not part of this, whatever this whole Austrian identity is. Those who are part of it decided I'm not part of it. Like, for example, I had this maths teacher (laughs) and I, you know, I acknowledge I'm not the best uh, (laughs) when it comes to maths, I'm not the smartest, but she was always saying to me, um, I'm going to say that in German and then translate it, Ishil, dein Problem ist nicht die Mathematik, es ist die deutsche Sprache.
2: She was always like referring to Ishil, me. that's not, so, the problem is not the math, it's your German language abilities. Mm-hmm. So basically questioning the fact that you, whether or not you could speak German yeah, or proper I, German, which, you know, which is totally, you can, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Born and raised in Yeah, Austria. born and raised One would hope.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's always very interesting to me when I, when I talk to people from abroad and also like people with, you know, mixed identities from abroad. And I talk about myself and say I'm like second generation um, Turkish migrant here uh, in Europe and stuff. They are like totally shocked because they just don't know that term. And they're like, how can you refer to yourself as second generation Turkish when you were born and growing up in in my case, in Austria, you know, and I mean, I think yeah. your dad, too, is German, right? Did ever anybody refer to you as German Australian <laughs> or as somebody of German no, never. I mean- and this is, I think, the major difference, you know, and growing up in this perspective as always seen as something else and never being allowed to be part of a bigger, like national identity, is um, polarizing and I think um, role models like Mesut Özil are the perfect example that even if you you know make it to a top world soccer player when it comes down to things the battle is always your national background you know Mm -hmm. it's not the way you play soccer the way you I don't know you do charity or whatever it comes down to where your parents or your grandparents were from
3: That was Isil Nages and we had a pretty enlightening conversation with her. It definitely opened my eyes to what it's like to be part of the Turkish diaspora here in Germany. I would have had no idea before.
1: I think um, the most important thing is that Germany finally sees itself as a country of immigration and that Germany finally has laws immigration laws that go into the constitution that say we are a country with multiple identities and um, people of multiple identities are part of this country and that would be a massive signal towards not only the three million people of Turkish origin but also the other minorities and also if you look into you know the refugee crisis I think this, this is a very important signal and it must come from the highest position of the German government this is the most important thing
0: if you keep oppressing people in some way it's no surprise that they will look for some place to feel secure and I am so bored with all the Erdogan questions and I always feel that I have to kind of prove that I'm not an Erdogan fan to everyone I'm living here I face some problems here and my wish would be asked about that and not Erdogan and what I think of Erdogan all the time because it already tells something that I'm here right now, that I'm not in Turkey anymore.
2: Thanks for listening to Your Up To Date, a podcast made possible thanks to support from the School of Culture and Communication at the University of Melbourne and Bear Radio in Berlin. Audio production by Serafine Dingus,
3: cover art by Angelique Herring, produced and
2: hosted by us, Claire Richardson and Rebecca Ritters. Remember to follow us on Twitter or Facebook and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts to never miss an episode. Thanks for listening.